0: Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when any relative needs help doing any menial task involving something that plugs into a power outlet. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your
1: host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two.
0: Along the way. Today, we got to get serious, Noah. No laughs? No laughs. Oh, man. And not along the way either. No, not even at
1: the end. What about at the end? The very end? No. No. We're re- No, I thought about serious. it. I don't think so. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because here's, we alluded to this very briefly in the pre show. But sometimes, sometimes Apple. Likes to, they, they try to do too much, okay? I had this experience today. I was trying to restore an iPhone. Simple task. Old iPhone, granted. But the, the, the ironic thing is, if you have an old iPhone that you want to restore, you almost exclusively have to use iTunes on Windows to do it. Really? Because on the Mac, they try to make it all polished and clean, which actually breaks it completely. Like, we, we don't have to get into this too much. This is just my my opening example, my way of opening the, the doors into this realm of conversation, if you will. But if you try to restore an old phone for many a multitude of reasons... It doesn't work on OS 10 even if you have like a completely air-gapped computer with a fresh install the correct version of iTunes the correct IPSW already downloaded now what what iTunes likes to do on OS 10 is uh, every single thing that it wants to do it wants to just connect to a server and download it because it always wants the most updated of everything but the problem is if you want to intentionally do something outdated, it doesn't like that. And and this is just one very small example. A very small one of of how Apple can just they're they're like a helicopter parent. Do you know what I mean? I do. They're like they're trying to do everything for you. How are we com- how are we to learn? How are we to experiment if if apple is over here meddling trying to do everything for us and what if we just don't want to do what they want us to do you know i think we you know on this
1: show we give uh that we, we we provide sage advice from two technology experts right and i think part of the right. reason why we need to do that is to your point uh you know apple tries to do so much for its users doesn't give them the opportunity to learn and grow mm. and so if they don't learn on their own where are they going to get the sage advice from where are they going to learn all of these things we have to give it to them so in a way it almost exactly. keeps us in business but you know for the greater good well, of
0: humanity it would be nice if apple it could, keeps us could help us out it keeps us in business Almost, if not for the fact that we make no money from this.
1: Well, when I say in business, I mean in the in the uh, colloquial you know idiom uh, way, not in the way of making keeps, money. I would never want to. It imply. gives us
0: purpose. I would never imply that we make money on this show. I would I would never imply that we're profitable in any way. Not even doing a live event. I was about to say, like even
1: even when we like expand, like the show itself, absolutely not. But even when we expand beyond the show. Anything affiliated with this show does not make money, period. I think if we tried to do merch,
0: we would lose money, too. Just, you know. Somehow. Somehow. We would find a way. Absolutely. It's kind of ironic because I think both of us are are pretty good at a number of things. You know, I'm pretty good at making YouTube videos. You're pretty good at, at coding. Yeah. And software engineering. You know, that's great. One thing, we're not good at podcasting. We're terrible at it, in fact. Yeah, pretty bad. You know, every single week, almost exactly, we have 126 live viewers. I'm pretty sure it's the same people every single week. Have we grown the podcast in 88 episodes? Not, not one single bit. Have we made a dollar on it? No, we've lost several, as a matter of fact. But these people, they come, they come. A lot of them come every week uh, to to see it, and we and we love them for it. We love them for it. And, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes I, I think this is what's known in the biz as a loss leader. Right. I mean, normally that would
1: imply it's a thing that that loses the company money so that other things, like it entices them into mm. the store so that other things right. can happen. I wonder how many new people this podcast has reached that have then gone onto your channel. I feel like it might be the other way around. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't think it's not a loss leader at all it's just a a loss yeah i think it's just a it's just a loss
1: like the the Mm -hmm. loss of autonomy of apple users because apple does too much with their products sometimes that was good
0: thank you that was good thank you hell yeah oh yeah wow and i didn't ruin it at all by pointing it out that's the best part at all at all (laughs) dude Isn't it coming out in two days? Yeah. Yeah. I think you should leave season three in two days. Boy am I excited. Am I are you watching it beforehand or are we watching it together before the show? I was gonna after the show. I was gonna wait
1: for you guys to come, right? Okay,
0: good, because I'm also gonna wait. Yeah. We all have to wait. Okay. I'm texting Sam and John because that's gonna be our reward for finishing the show we're gonna do the live show and then we get to watch i think you should leave yes good good we don't even have to do a good job the show could go horribly but as long as it gets done then we're exactly
1: done We get to watch it
0: exactly it's see the show is called our quote so like we have to get that show even if we do a bad job so if we get just one more show they have to give us that other two mil (laughs) yeah uh uh-huh did you get there did you get the reference? I'm not sure. Oh, come on, that's Detective Crashmore. Well, from wait, what was that? From I think you should leave. Wait, I don't know if I remember that one. Oh, you're a fake fan. You're a fake fan. <sighs> I guess so. People in the chat are going to get that reference. People listening to this Are going to get that reference and they're going to email me and they're going to say, Luke, you're good. You're a good guy. That Noah guy, he's like not a real person, kind of. Yeah, I'm sure people are going to email. You can send me those emails when you get them. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, But you know what I will also send you? (laughs) What? Verbally is my thoughts on Apple overstepping and how I'm concerned that will have an impact on the new headset. Look at that! I brought it back. Very good. Please, we're 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 bringing it. We're going all different
1: places, and we're bringing it back. Let's let's uh, let's keep. Maybe we can keep it. Keep it here this time.
0: Yeah. So here's here's the deal. I think the best example for what concerns me slightly is AirPods. Mm. AirPods are a great example of something that you don't interact with all that much directly right it doesn't have a ui or a many buttons or anything so a lot of the usability of Air, airpods is down to the way apple has them programmed to figure out what you're doing and and guess what they should do and on paper slash if it worked that would be great like for example device switching that is a cool idea on paper. However, the way that it's implemented makes me want to set my head on fire. Literally set my head on fire. It it really really bothers me. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I I don't so so I don't have AirPods Max. And when I have my AirPods Pro, the vast majority of the time, they're connected to my phone. So I don't have a ton of issues with this. But there have been a few times where I'm like, if I'm like on my phone and I'm listening to music and I pause it for a second and then I touch my iPad, it switches over to the iPad. Which like, I mm. get the idea, but it's like I pause my music for a second and switch over to the iPad. I got to go back on the phone, switch it over to the phone, play the music, whatever. It happens sometimes. It's annoying. And I'm sure for you it's a lot worse because you probably run into it a lot more often than I
0: do. Yeah, to be quite fair, Noah, uh, I, <laughs> I, think, I think my lifestyle kind of stretches the capabilities of Apple's software. And I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to, like, brag or sound like I have, like, a lot of Apple products and that makes me cool. It doesn't. You think people come over to my house and see a pile of MacBooks and iPhones and vintage stuff and they think, that guy's cool. No, they don't think that at all. They think that guy's a crazy person who should go to an insane asylum for many years. But what happens is... there's too much going on, all right? And, it, and it, I've descended into utter chaos, complete mayhem, I would say. It's utter bedlam here in my abode oh, because when I get a FaceTime call, you would think that my apartment is on fire. You would think that you yes, you would because there is so much crap just going like everywhere, every room bathroom, there's something in there that's ringing, I guarantee it, we don't know what it is, but there's something hiding in there, no, no one knows, no one could possibly tell you where it could be under the toilet, it could be in the shower, it's who even knows, but there's something in there. I don't know how it's still charged but it's still ringing. It actually and and the worst part is because there's so much stuff going on that when I actually answer the call, the first 5 seconds of the call everything's still ringing and the people on the call hear it. Yeah,
1: I've heard I've heard that before where you answer and there's yeah, it's still still going in the background.
0: I don't even know what to do anymore. And the and the device switching Oh, the device switching, because for the longest time, when my girlfriend's working on something, she's like, hey, can I borrow your Mac for a second screen? Sure, great, very cool. This has happened while we've been doing the podcast, by the way. She's watching, like, a video, and my AirPods, actively in use, are like, you know what, let's switch and then she can't hear anything she starts turning up the volume my eardrums are completely blasted into next tuesday oh, i can't no. hear anything hearing is gone i'm deaf at age 24 and you start coming out of the speakers instead that's a nightmare it happens so much oh no it is i live in a nightmare
1: yikes too many too many apple products too much too much stuff going on i don't know
0: I couldn't live like that. You can have too much of a good thing. You can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's honestly hard to tell at this point which of these things is an Apple problem and which of these things is a me problem because I have just I've got too much stuff going on. I mean, my iCloud device list takes a a, a, a very. no, it's a, it's a substantial amount of scrolling to get to the bottom of it. I would imagine. And I don't even know if any some of these things aren't even Oh no. No, all of these things are even here. In fact, I think this device list is missing a couple things. Oh jeez. I mean, you got and you've even got plenty of pre-iCloud stuff in your apartment too. Yeah, that stuff honestly is my favorite anything because because iCloud iCloud is is it's just in sheer panic when something signs into my Apple ID the iCloud is just like oh god not another one please just let me rest I think they like they
1: programmed it to handle a certain number of devices and then beyond Mm -hmm. that there's like some guy at Apple who's like you sign in on another device he's like oh god like this guy now has to keep track of that device and he like writes it down on a piece of paper and he's like running around what like I think I think that's what happens after a certain point
0: oh yeah I'm I mean if you turn on airdrop in my apartment good luck buddy it says it says Luke Miani about 18 times I don't know which is which I I'll sit here I'm trying to get footage off my phone and i and i i start tapping stuff and i hear like airdrop sounds all around me until eventually it gets to my correct give you flashbacks to the to the war oh it does absolutely it's like it's like hearing little bombs dropping all around me it's terrifying yeah they're all airdropping around you and if you went on Find My, you'd probably think I'm running like a criminal smuggling organization here. It's like a massive hotspot on the map. You probably supply like
1: at least one percent of all Find My data from all between all your devices constantly like pinging each other. Yeah. And like sending their each other's locations. That's probably like that's probably like they probably Apple probably has a dedicated server in DC like co-located with your apartment just to handle all that traffic.
0: Yeah, I I will say though, if you lose your phone near my apartment, you will find it because there is a lot. It will be able to get millimeter perfect information on where your phone is because it's got so much data to go on. Yeah, it can like not just triangulate it like three points,
1: it can like 50 angulate it. That's the word by the way.
0: Uh quindichangulate that yeah that's that's the word there we go that's great yeah yeah no it's uh I, i really do push the limits of it but when it comes to airpods if i may circle us back around also i i have to apologize because we've just provided multiple laughs along the way we're not being serious we were
1: supposed to be serious
0: yeah, I know. I feel really bad cuz we kind of primed everyone with that and then and then we we messed up. And I I will take full accountability. Uh it was entirely Noah's fault. Oh. So you're taking accountability to to yeah. give me full accountability. Yes. No, we're doing yes. it again. I have the responsibility to give you
1: the blame. No, no. See, we're doing it again. We need to for, we're we oh, need to man. take take a, one second to reset. And then we're going to be
0: serious. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. So AirPods Pro have, well, all AirPods really have this very frustrating quirk. I mean, honestly, most of the features of AirPods bother me. Hmm. Like, for real, I disable almost all of them. Let me go on my phone here. Which is dangerous. If Just me picking this up. Look, it's already picked up. Oh, it's gone now. It already had the little AirPods Max. Oh, there they are. Look. I have my named Shitpods Max. Oh, nice. Oh, and by the way, I should point this out since we're talking about how I overload iCloud. Every single device that I have says get ready for your new whatever it is. <laughs> Constantly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. But, okay. So, if I go... So, here's the thing. Here's the thing about about Shitpods Max. Okay? They have... Their main features are... Well, you get the automatic head detection. Right? You've got the pause thing. And you've got device switching. All of those suck. Even if you only have an iPhone, a Mac... An AirPods Pro, you know, you're not stressing out that iCloud device network. Even with just that, I really, really despise, despise the way that AirPods device switch. Because we've already talked about, Noah, how you're using something, audio is coming out of it. You use something else and it switches and you're like, I didn't didn't want that. I don't want to hear the sound from this. That's all well and good. What really kills me is that it doesn't switch back. Have you ever, ever had the AirPods switch back? No. I haven't. No, it doesn't do that. So, and, and forgive me, I might be doing something wrong, but it really shouldn't be this difficult. When you're on your Mac and you, and you use your phone or your iPod and it switches away... What do you personally do to get the AirPods back to what you originally had them? I think sometimes on my
1: phone, I think a little bubble thing comes down from the top. And it's like your AirPods switched over to somewhere else. And you can tap up one button to switch them back. Sometimes it does that. Sometimes I got to go into control Mm. center. I got to tap on the little... Uh, source icon in the corner and I gotta tap on my AirPods again and I gotta wait for them to
0: reconnect so usually that's what I do interesting see you know quite honestly given that I'm still using Monterey on my Mac that might I'm not gonna say that it I don't want to make a judgment for AirPods as a whole because i might not be doing things correctly but on this mac at least the way that it the way that it always works is basically it switches to my phone i go into the bluetooth device tree on the mac the airpods max even though it's connected to my phone still show as connected to the mac so you have to click it to disconnect and then click it again to reconnect them and that's basically what i have to do every time that is
1: annoying and it sounds like a bug but i'll bet that there's some like apple reason like oh they're still technically connected to your mac but because it switched over whatever whatever but it's like confusing
0: yeah, like and I get that, right? If it's still technically connected to the Mac, that's fine, but just give me a way to bring it back. Yeah. Like you can't if you click on it, it disconnects it. Which is not necessary because it's already not connected in a way. I I just don't understand why they don't have Honestly, they should put an action button on the AirPods that is programmable and you can make it be like a switch back button. Mm, so like a like a
1: like a you you messed up button. So whenever it does something wrong, yeah. bad switch whatever you hit that and it's like, "I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Luke." And then it undoes whatever it
0: just did. "I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that." You know what? I, it it's got to be I mean, I think they can connect to multiple devices at t- at a time cuz on my phone it's showing as being connected. So, like, what would happen if I open up, let's say, let, let's see what happens. Like, we're we're having a conversation. I'm clearly doing something over here. Right. I open up the YouTube app. Oh, look at that. Who, oh. who are those handsome gentlemen? Oh yeah. Look at that. Wow. Let's click that. Okay. Let's see if it's going to... Look at that. Who are those handsome oh. gentlemen? Ooh. Look at that. Okay. Ooh, wow. Fair enough. Okay. It stayed... On the Mac it this is weird because I don't know how to replicate it. That's the other thing that that kills me is it's not consistent you know mm. like sometimes frequently it happens with Twitter weirdly enough like without even playing audio, just like the videos that auto play in the timeline, they don't play sound, but they always always switch over my airpods or, pause my music have you ever noticed that mm. you're listening to music you pull up Twitter it pauses it even if there's no audio playing in Twitter
1: oh I hate that happens all the time like Twitter and like some other apps the Netflix app does it too even if you literally opening oh. the app and I don't even watch Netflix on my phone I use the app to just browse the catalog sometimes but when you open the Netflix app it immediately pauses the music even if you never play audio out of it I hate when apps do that it kills me
0: Yeah. Honestly, dude, i that's another good example of this. It's like Apple is deciding what what you can and cannot do. Personally, if I had a toggle switch in system preferences where I could disable music pausing when other audio sources are found, I would. I would literally have my song just keep going no matter what happens. Okay. Except for if someone calls you, right? That Fine, that makes sense. But like, if I'm playing music, I should be able to open Twitter and even watch a Twitter video. And I want my music to just keep plowing on ahead like nothing's happening. I personally find it, like if if the option is this current behavior or I go in and manually pause my video, pause my music before I do something, I would do that, 100% yeah i agree i do wish that they gave i don't know i don't
1: want to derail it too much but like another thing is if you try to listen to music while using the microphone at the same time it degrades the audio quality to like a hilarious level like it sounds like you're listening to your music through the phone and like uh, i feel like i mentioned this a long time ago but to this day it's still a problem and it annoys
0: me so much that has to be a bug Right, like I cannot think of a single logical reason that that would be a thing. There's something wrong where it,
1: like, I don't know. It like puts both audio channels in the same like stream, and then it just, I don't know. It just mm. makes it. Ugh, oh, it's so bad. I don't know why it does that.
0: Golly, all of this gives me some some reason to be worried because I think see we're talking about devices that you interact with with your fingers right you touch a mac you touch a phone what worries me is that with the headset coming up i think that there are going to be a lot of features on there that you would want to basically be intuitive you would want a lot of those to be like if you're if you're using the headset i think gestures voice commands are going to be i mean there i guess it's the only way to interact with it really which means that there's going to have to be a lot of apple interpreting what you want and given how apple handles airpods given how they handle siri i don't think i trust them apple is great at doing a lot of stuff right I love macOS, I love iOS, I love the iPhone, I love the Mac, I love the Apple Watch. But when it comes to these generative intelligence features where it's, it's relying on some sort of an algorithm to determine what you want, they always determine it wrong. I don't know how they do it, but they always make the wrong call. Whichever device it switches to, without fail, is the one that I don't want audio from. I have never once in my entire life had AirPods switch when I wanted them to. How do you even... That's almost impressive.
1: Yeah, it's like if it just guessed randomly if it should switch or not, it would do a better job. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. But that's a good point because, like, you know, as far as the headset is concerned, like again so much stuff we don't know we don't know how you're going to interact with it there might be some sort of interaction maybe if you have an iphone and the same way that like you need an iphone for the apple watch you know maybe you need an iphone to use the headset i don't know even then like you need an iphone to use the apple watch but you don't interact with your apple watch on your iphone except maybe if you want to you know make a watch face but like or manage the settings that's basically it I don't know. They could do, like, a full-on remote, like how there's the Apple TV remote in the iPhone. They could do a full-on mm. headset remote. Maybe that's an option. I don't know. But there's got to be – even if it is, if it is or it isn't, there has to be some way for you to interact directly with this thing without needing to have yeah. some other device. And, like, if you have this on yeah, and you have, like, your your remote on a phone screen, can you even see the phone screen? Like, is that – I don't know. There has to be some way, some sort of gestures or or voice command or maybe there's some buttons on the side, but there can't be that many. There has to be some way to interact with it. And I agree that I would I'm very curious to see what they what they do and like what kind of guesswork they'll have to do to
0: make those things work. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I'm I'm actually legitimately nervous because I don't think dude, I I honestly don't think I trust Apple to do it right. Like, I don't think... I mean, first of all, it's it's a difficult thing to do, right? You, you have to be able to guess what somebody wants to do with a wide range of functions on the headset. You know, it has... I, whatever way you slice it, there's not going to be a keyboard on that thing. There's not going to be a touchscreen on that thing. So, you're going to need some way for an algorithm to determine what you want and given that they can't determine which audio source you want like these are really simple basic things by comparison yeah i like
1: i'm just i'm just trying to think of how is it going to be like a siri powered voice uh activated Mm. where you're like okay Uh, or like you're like hey siri play open the tv app or open netflix or whatever that doesn't seem like a very great experience because we
0: know how how we feel about siri and then it's like i just imagined having to say that for like 78 times a day and i and i just had like a crisis
1: yeah like there's no way like you're just sitting in your room like like someone like someone peeks in your in your drawer or sitting room you're like, hey Siri open the app no not that one open the other one like oh God just like talking to yourself like getting mad at yourself because it's not oh that would not I feel like that would not be a good experience
0: yeah I have to I I cannot imagine that this headset is gonna be cool you know everyone wears airpods around everyone wears. Not wears, iPhones. Everyone carries iPhones. Everyone wears Apple Watches. I feel like you can make Apple products cool in many cases. But I don't see a headset. Existing, future, Apple, not Apple. Being cool until it's like a pair of glasses. And even then it's probably not going to be cool.
1: Yeah, I feel like...
0: I don't I I feel like the for
1: a long time as long as it's like goggles as long as you're putting screens in front of your face I feel like that's the yeah. the big differentiator. If you're talking about something like Google Glass. True. As much as it may look kind of goofy at the end of the day you can see the person's eyes, like actually see their real eyes and like you know they they're actually looking out into the world, I'm not saying Google Glass like is the future or anything because, you know, obviously it's not, but like, but something like that, as opposed to if you're, as as long as you're putting goggles on your head that like obscure your vision, even if they do pass through, I just, I don't know. I can't imagine, like imagine you're walking down the street, you look over and there's someone like walking along with like almost like they're wearing ski goggles and like, maybe you can see their eyes, but like, you know, it's not actually their eyes. It's like, it's like a screen. I don't know. Like, I don't know, or like you know that they can see the real world because there's cameras, you know, piping in the, right. the world. But like, uh, I don't know. That would just—I just can't imagine walking around with something like that on.
0: Yeah, I, I, I refuse to believe that that is remotely what Apple is planning. For 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 what we know of this device being like a visor in front of your eyes, there's no way. That it's going to be used outside of the home. And that already makes it a tough sell. Like this is. I know, We've talked about the headset a lot. But I think it's because. This is such a weird. Time to be in the Apple news space. Because there. We, we, we alluded to this before. Like. I have no earthly clue how they're going to position this. When you talk about like the most recent new product was the Apple Watch, arguably Air- AirPods as well. But both of those it's like okay, it's a it's a thing you put on your wrist and it and it does stuff. You get notifications, you track some health data. That's what the Apple Watch is. That's what the rumors were. Like makes sense. AirPods, okay, they're they're wireless headphones. That's what the rumors were, that's what they are. The headset. We don't know a darn thing, except for the fact that, like, there's no way around the fact that you're you're going to be sitting in your house with a thing on your face, going like this. Like, I don't see a way around that. Yeah, uh,
1: it's so weird that, like, that, and I think that's why you know, like you said, it's why we keep talking about it because there's like literally every aspect of it is a question like we really don't we can make some very basic guesses of like you know you can watch an apple tv show on it you can like Mm. maybe it'll work with your airpods whatever like you can make these very basic guesses about it but like beyond that we really don't know and it's like there haven't really been any leaks in terms of like the actual headset there have been leaks about like the, the the process, the fact that it's going to be coming out, the fact that people have seen it, whatever. But like, as far as like what it looks like, how it works, how the software functions, all that stuff, they really haven't. And I guess it's because it's you know too early. It's not actually in you know in the pipeline. You know, it's not actually being uh, you know assembled and built, which is where a lot of the the leaks uh, come from. But it's like we don't we don't have the leaks. The leaks aren't there for us to. To, to, to fully understand what, what's going on. To CCRP them. Exactly. Right. There's no there's no uh uh what's it called? Uh uh repetition. Repetition is the one. There's no repetition yep. because there's no uh there's no real leaks going on. And then even beyond that, like we don't have the leaks, but we don't even know like where to start thinking about it. Like there's no like in the way that the Apple Watch yeah. and AirPods were kinda obvious, I feel like this really isn't for Apple. It really isn't.
0: Should we should we go through and, and and recap where we are in terms of the leaks on this? Cause I think given that we're a week out, I think it would make sense to 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 take a step back. I'm trying to find there there was one article that came out a couple months ago that really went into a lot of detail. Mm. And I'm trying to find what that was. We do here let, let's start with the Mac rumors like roundup. I do I do like these cuz they kind of give you a summary of, of where things stand at the moment. So at, the at a glance here we have mixed reality capabilities, 4K micro OLED displays, eye and gesture tracking, external battery pack, powered by M series chips, prescription lenses available, XROS operating system. Those are, in some ways, detailed rumors, and in other ways, not at all detailed rumors. First of all, there's this picture here at the top. This render, done by Ian, is probably the most used render that has ever been made. I have seen this render probably a billion times. Oh yeah, that thing is like That's so
1: funny. That was that was probably just like another like oh, you know, another like the the like another thing for him like, "Oh, I got to make a render of this thing." And then this just like took off and it's because it's been so long, it's been in development for so long. There's been like so much time for people to talk about it, and then every time they talk about it, they just use that render because
0: there's no actual pictures, and it just goes around forever. It goes around and around. We don't even know if this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Like, I, and I, I I think that this wasn't... It's not a concept, is my understanding. I don't think Ian made it as like a... This is what it could look like. I think it is an informed render. Hmm. But it's also two years old. So it's it's obviously not based on a final design. Because as we know a lot of things change. I leaked that the M1 Pro MacBook Pro would have a backlit Touch ID sensor. And at one point it did. I am very confident about that, but something changed and then they decided not to do it. So I think it is extremely possible that the headset is not gonna look anything like this, especially since we know, or at least we have a fair amount of CCRP that there's gonna be an external battery pack. Yeah, and that like, yeah, I think that changes how this could potentially look. I mean, when you do look at this, there's not really a ton of space inside where batteries could be. I I, I struggle to see how this would work realistically, given that like like a lot of the the definition here behind that aluminum. That's all, like, padding for the eyes. Right. And in a practical sense, like, it's not formed to the nose. I I don't think that would actually fit on your head. It's, you know, again, this is a render meant to show, like, a general design. So would it actually look like this? Probably. I think it would likely be very different.
1: Yeah, hard hard to say i'm really curious i mean there's a lot of we'll go through all these leaks and rumors i'm curious about like obviously there's there's no talk there's no uh in, in the image you're saying like you know where's the battery go i guess this this uh, article is talking about some sort of a uh an external battery pack are you gonna have a, a wire dangling from your headset
0: down into your pocket or your your waist belt is that how it's gonna work I think so. I mean we've we've heard this now multiple times. CCRP is very strong, but German here is saying that it has two ports, USB-C for data transfer and a magnetic port, probably MagSafe, to attach the battery pack. Which it says so he apparently it resembles a MagSafe battery pack, so it, it's it's small. I don't think it would be enormous. And they say it will provide about two hours of battery life. That doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. And and they also say the downside is that it requires an ungainly wire trailing out of the headset during use. Which would be attached magnetically. So that sounds like a recipe for disaster. I personally think that there has to be some, some sort of internal battery. I, I don't I do not believe I simply refuse to accept that this external battery would be required for use and that it wouldn't have an internal one because if it's magnetically attached with the wire hanging off of you and you're in mixed reality you're gonna like hit it and you know pop off that magnet and then it what sh- just shuts down completely in the middle of whatever you're doing that sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm reading a little
1: further. So apparently the rumor is that it's not mag safe and it's some kind of cable that like locks into place, which also sounds horrible because if you accidentally like hit the cable or like tug on it or like move whatever, like it's It's going to like
0: yank off your
1: head. Yeah, it's going to yank the headset off or it's going to like yank the battery pack out of your pocket or like they can't. That's like, ugh. Are they really going to do that? I don't want that. That sounds like a terrible
0: experience. Yeah. Like, and dude, it, it just... None of this is really adding up here. Because they say, two hours per pack, hardcore headset users will need to carry multiple battery packs on their person and switch them out. What? Dude. Apple's whole thing is... Polish that sounds like the least polished use case that I could possibly imagine, yeah. And then, like, and then it says the
1: battery pack and the cable is one piece, not separable. And the cable is that proprietary magnetic connector. So, how are you going to charge the battery packs? You need a custom, like magnetic thing to to wall outlet which apple doesn't include power adapters with their products well with their their laptops are they going to make a custom like wall thing for you to charge these batteries and you charge them one at a time that that
0: sounds horrible also also can we talk about this it says a usb c port for data transfer so so Dude, it hurts my brain because when you actually, like, I feel like we see these rumors, but when you think about them, it gets utterly bananas. It gets bonkers. So, so think about it this way. Let's say you're using it in conjunction with a Mac. If there's some amount of data transfer going into it, then you have to imagine that that's... So, so, so you plug the USB-C cable into your Mac. Maybe maybe that, like, allows it to connect to the Mac and do, like, a uh, an extended display type of thing over USB-C. But then if that's... That has to be able to power it, right? It must. It simply must get power over USB-C. Otherwise, you have a USB-C cable coming out of your head. And then you have a magnetic cable coming out of your head going to a battery pack, which... The battery pack needs to charge, so that needs to have USB-C or MagSafe. So, like, it just, it, dude, I don't know. I don't know that, I don't, I don't know of a way to square this with reality. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that, that just, I don't know, all of this sounds so weird,
1: and, like, Does it need to be like, what if you're, if you're sitting at your desk and using this for the extended display that theoretically will be a feature, is there not a way for you to plug the headset into the wall or plug it into some continuous power source so that it doesn't drain the batteries? There's got to be a way to do that. If not by USB-C, you know, power over USB-C, there's, there's gotta be some, I don't know. You can't just be swapping out battery packs all day long. That that seems kind of crazy.
0: Hmm. It's gonna come with more than yeah, one. There has battery to pack? be another way. It had better. Oh, it had better. For the price tag that we've been hearing, it had better come with three or four. That can you but can, you imagine, be an interesting unboxing.
1: can, can you imagine getting an apple product and it's an bit more like than a bit you than a and more than a you 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 unbox it and you 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 a bit more than a bit more than a bit more than a bit more than apple. That's not
0: apple there's no way, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. No, there's no way, dude. I like just imagining. You take it out. You've got a USB C to C cable. You've got this weird goofy thing. And dude, wait! All the battery packs have the cable attached, so they're like in these like little pouches with the battery that, with the cable wired into it. And there's like three of them. I'm just dude. That, I'm literally
1: picturing the like the MagSafe battery pack with like a big old cable like looping off of it. Like i I'm like you're shaking it around, this little
0: cable's looping around like ugh, it's mm-hmm. that's so goofy. Oh no. Also think about it this way. If you do I, I personally believe that it'll do the display extending stuff wirelessly. I feel like that it just has to. In the same way that like the the screens are going to have to be pro motion, right? There's there's no way that they're going to be sixty hertz. That would look that would make you dizzy. Yeah. So like, it's got to have that, and and it it has it simply has to be able to do display out wirelessly. Maybe you can plug your battery pack into the computer to keep that charged and keep it running for longer because otherwise like if you're if you're plugged in directly then you wouldn't be able to go anywhere if you're plugging into like an iMac or a MacBook you're basically tethered to it like a dog outside a coffee shop you have to take the whole headset off if you wanted to get a glass of water that sounds terrible And this is all. This is all very basic, like usability stuff. Before we even get back, it, com- we have to combine this, Noah, with what we were saying earlier about the gestures and and device switching. Like, what happens if you're you're connected to your Mac, you look at your phone, and then it's like, oh, now I'm going to do phone stuff. Now I'm going to extend your phone screen. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Go back.
1: Yeah, how's that? experience gonna uh,
0: yeah i don't
1: i don't there's so much it's we can talk about the hardware all day we can talk about the software all day the integration all day literally anything you could talk about all day and we'll and we don't know
0: i will tell you one thing though i think i think there is a potential for this headset to be really really powerful if they do Okay, so we know that augmented reality is a big part of this, and obviously that means that Apple has spent a lot of time making it so that you don't feel like you're looking at a video feed of the world around you, right? Eye tracking, head tracking, that means you're going to have to have realistic enough parallax that it doesn't look like you're looking at a screen. Um. And so that that's obviously a very big part of this, and so I think one way, one way that you could make this headset feel more integrated and not have to do everything on the headset would be to have it use your existing devices as an anchor point, and base like here's what I'm imagining. Let's say you have the headset on your phone becomes a a more detailed control pad and it can have information floating around it. Like, what if, what if you have the headset on and all of a sudden, instead of having picture in picture, you're using your phone, it can pop the video out into its own floating thing and sort of using the headset and the phone in tandem. So you're not... You're not relying on the headset to control that. You're still using your phone, and the headset is, is is working on the display aspect. Same thing with the Mac. Like, imagine having screen elements not confined to a screen. That, I think, is where there's a lot of potential in this. Imagine if you were, like, on
1: your Mac... And moving the mouse around. And you could move the mouse beyond the screen.
0: Yes, Or like
1: you're on your phone and you can tap beyond the screen to interact with things. That would be cool. That would be cool.
0: That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like imagine we already have devices that can give you virtual monitors. But what if with the headset... You don't need the monitor. You have one screen in the middle. You take a window, you pull it out of your screen and just have it in the room. Lock to position so you can have them like surrounding you, but you can just have different windows and contextual buttons in three dimensional space outside of the bounds of your monitor. That is where I think there is a potential. Now, it, it's going to take a while to get it to be like, you know, this futuristic movie type of scenario where everything is just like fluid, perfect all around you. And, you know, where they like have a hologram in the middle and they're like, oh yeah, see the crime it's happening over here. And they zoom in like that. And, you know, all of that stuff obviously is a long way off. But I think it's not, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that someday... We, we will not need to rely on monitors for looking at all of this information. You know, we're so used to, for the entire history of the computer, having a screen with an end, with borders. You know, how big of a screen do you want? How much space do you want? You know, that's been a thing the entire time that computers have been around. But with the headset, with augmented reality, we're, we're starting to get into that point of technology where you can have you know that thing in your hand a tiny little puck that expands into this like larger virtual hologram type of thing like that this is that this is the hologram it's starting yeah and i think like probably the way we'll see it initially is something similar
1: to like sidecar so it probably will just be you know a second monitor next to it it would be cool if they could do it like right on the edge of the screen right on the bezel so that it almost looks like you have a really mm. big screen and not like multiple separate ones i don't know if they want to do it like that or make it clear that they're separate probably you know it could start like a you know virtual screens kind of thing and you can have your you know your one mouse or trackpad you move it around it moves between the screens eventually yeah, I think things can get further. We can get further away. You know, one way to think about it is you can have a bunch of different screens and place them all over the place, whatever. Another way you could think about it is forget the idea of a screen and you just say, like, imagine if the entire world were your screen. So you have, like, you know, your little your little right. dock is, like, always visible or or, or or maybe not always visible, but, like, you can bring up your dock and it kind of shows up in your vision and you just take a window and you stick a window over here, you stick a window over here. And you're not even thinking about like multiple screens and like workspaces and whatever, but it's really just your entire vision. And you're just like taking little windows and, you know, moving them around or maybe not even windows, but they're like little, uh, you know, widgets and, you know, contextual things,
0: whatever. And you just put them all over the place. Could be cool that would be really cool that dude. And that could be like, you could completely revitalize home at that point because you could have, dude, imagine this, the home screen, but instead of it being different apps on your home, on your phone, they're, they're like digital things that are, Controlling physical things like a light switch but it's 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 virtual like it stays in one place but it's a virtual switch there's uh, there's a lot of cool
1: things that and i think that this stuff will happen maybe not immediately but eventually but like what what's it going to be at first They've, they yeah. they're starting from nothing right i mean right. whatever the, the technology is they have some technologies but like as far as the hardware and like the like the package is concerned they're starting from nothing so it's like where are they going to focus first what are they going to do first
0: what are they going to do later i don't know and and i think here's the thing that's interesting is is your point about sidecar that that to me is a given right it's it's going to have something with that style of feature but when you when you think about the price that this thing is supposedly going to be at that in apple land sets an expectation you know when the apple watch first launched at $500 they were they were close to it not being a success because of how expensive it was we're at fo- we're we're at You could buy the nicest iPhone, the nicest MacBook, AirPods, and an iPad, and you're still not even at the starting price of this thing. So that means that it has to have something to justify that price. Apple knows that. You know, everyone jokes about how overpriced and expensive it is. Yeah, we we get it. It's expensive. But they understand... That people are not going to buy this thing if it's just sidecar, and you know, it gives you a home theater and you can watch Apple TV shows in Dolby Atmos and it looks like you're in a movie theater. Cool. It's they're not going to buy it if it's like, oh, you can do FaceTime, but like, with a, a virtual representation of your friend in a virtual room. No, that's not going to be worth four thousand dollars. Apple understands that they need to make it an absolutely incredible and powerful tool, not just for like those simple things. There's going to have to be some connection to like developing Final Cut Pro, Pro apps. They need to have like those are the people that are going to buy this, right? It has to have some. I, I, I can't even imagine what it is, but it has to yeah and it's not just because of the price
1: right the price is a big factor if they're going to make something this expensive it has to be worth it and like I get you know people said in the chat like the bill of materials is going to be very expensive we know there's going to be a lot of high end hardware in this whatever whatever but at the end of the day it it I don't know. It's like you compare it. It's not going to do things that other VR headsets do. If you compare it to like VR, not that it's a VR headset, but if you compare it to like the closest things on the market, they're about gaming. Primarily they're about gaming. There's some that are like enterprise specific and Apple's, you know, that's not what we're really talking about here. We're talking about gaming. This thing's not going to do that. Mm -hmm. It's going to have to do something, right? But it's not even just about the price. This is like Apple's first foray, right? It's their first time unveiling this thing that they've worked on for a long time, it's Tim Cook's legacy, probably the last major product that he'll launch as CEO, or at least the biggest product that he'll launch as CEO. Mm. All these things, it it has to make a big impact. And it can't just be like, here's this headset. It does, you know, watch Apple TV and screens, and you can edit 3D video in Final Cut, and then other people with the thing can watch 3D video. Sure. It can't just be like, Here's a bunch of little things that it does, and it's all in this one little headset. There has, there has to be something more for the price and for the, the moment that they're creating.
0: There, there has to be something more. I 100% agree. It it just it just has to. Like there's there's no there's no debate. There's no discussion. I I mean they're gonna sell they're gonna sell these things to YouTubers. I I I'm I have to buy one no matter what the price is, it's going to have to happen. But if they want to actually sell these things and have them actually be useful, they need that killer feature, that wow factor. And I, I'm excited and nervous because we legitimately, we, we can speculate all we want, but there is absolutely no way that we could know. And that is the most exciting thing about this WWDC. We are going into it almost blind. Despite how many rumors there are about this thing, none of them get anywhere near the specificity that would be enough to give you an idea of what it's like to use. And I think that's a really, really cool thing to be a part of. And if you think that that's cool too, then you should definitely come to Genius Bar Goes Dark. The next day... We are just 10 days away from Genius Bar Goes Dark, where you can come meet us in person and go over all of this stuff that Apple talked about at WWDC, which is a week away. I can't believe that we're this close. It is so unbelievably exciting. We've actually sold out of our VIP tickets, so uh, sorry about that. But we're still... Lots of audience interaction. You will still get to meet us if you get a normal ticket. It's this is this is going to be a, a a WWDC and an event for the ages. It's going to be this is going to be stuff that we're all talking about 10 years from now, being like I can't believe that we held a live event the day after the iPhone 2.0 came out. That's crazy. Oh yeah, I mean like
1: hopefully Y'all could tell from watching, like, just how excited we are about, like, talking about this headset and just how excited we are. Imagine how yeah. exciting it's going to be when this thing is like actually announced and we have the details. Obviously, we won't have all the details, but we'll have so much more to have this whole other level of discussion. Of like, here's the stuff we know. And then what can we take from that? It's going to be a whole other, like the whole next level of the discussion. We're going to be so excited. We're already so excited. We're going to be even more excited. And just doing it in person at this event is going to be, just oh man, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be so. Dude, so, it's
0: so it cool. this week uh, this weekend especially. It's really been hitting me what we're about to experience.
1: It's hitting me right right now. Like just after having this, <laughs> yeah. this conversation, like. Yeah, it's a week and it's it's a week and a day or like a week and half a day. Mm-hmm. What, like, oh, it's so close. You're going to be here. We're going to be doing uh, live. You're going to be here live. We're going to stream dub uh, dub live. I guess we'll probably depending on when you get in, maybe next week's podcast will be live in person. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you know. it will. Yes. Live in person next week. Hype episode yep. streaming the next day. Event the day after that
0: Oh it's gonna be crazy It's gonna be fun Dude Oh man You are gonna see a lot of us Next week I hope you guys are as as excited as we are I suspect that a lot of the naysayers And the doubters Who aren't excited by the headset Will change their mind Uh, I personally am a big believer in it Even though we talked a lot of skepticism Today, I I personally am really, really I, I can't even describe it. I think it's gonna be one of the most exciting things to experience as tech enthusiasts. Yeah. We get to watch the iPhone unveil in in modern times. Yeah, and like even if you're not even if you're sitting here and you know
1: you're not gonna buy it and you're laughing at it and you're like, I would never pay three thousand, four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I wouldn't even pay a thousand dollars for this thing. That's ridiculous. Even if you have that mindset, it's still gonna be exciting to see it happen and like see the future trajectory that Apple's gonna go in. Maybe you don't buy this one, maybe a couple years from now when it's you know even better and maybe less expensive, or there's another option. Mm -hmm. Then you go for that, but you're seeing it's that iPhone moment, just like you said. And, and and even if you're not going to buy it, even if you have no intention of buying it, just like seeing it happen and learning the details is going to be exciting.
0: I'm getting butterflies, Noah. It's happened. So soon we got to, we're going over time here because of our, our excitement is carrying us away, but we got to save it because they're going to see so much of us next week. You've seen enough of us for now. Take a take a break. I will have at least before the event, I will have at least one video that I think you guys are really going to like. We're going to, it's not, I'll probably do a, a rumor recap roundup at some point, but I have a really fun video um coming out this week. It, it's like a very calming retro. You guys are going to love it it'll be a great thing to tide you over as you're getting excited for a live in-person show next Sunday live stream during WWDC on Monday and our live show on Wednesday at Tuesday that is three back-to-back live in-person events oh yeah but that does it for this show Thank you so much for watching. I'm your host, Luke Miani.
1: And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. Have a great night.